your guarantee. Guaranteed. My name is Angel. I am with the Notorious J. And guess what? Week one is wrapping up, and we had an amazing week one. Man, oh man, this NFL season will probably be the best one yet. And we are going to break down and have notes on every single game out there and give you your breakdowns on who was good. Who was awful? Who needs to improve? And who's the worst team in the league right now? <laughs> the future is here for the New England Patriots. Oh shit! The future, <laughs> the future is here. I, I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if you listen to our last show, which you definitely should, I uh, I got a lot of shit for giving the Patriots the uh, AFC East, but I am more convinced than ever that the New England Patriots by the end of the season are going to be the winners of the AFC East. My boy, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, I think by far had the best uh, outing of any rookie quarterback. Uh, No rookie quarterback won. Nope. They were, uh, I mean, except for, Trey Lance, if you want to give Trey Lance that, but one pass, one completion, one pass, five yards, touchdown. touchdown. I mean, technically – Those are the best stat lines right there. Technically, he was the highest graded, uh, what you call it, passer. But I I, I have a hard time giving that to him. I, I was surprised he didn't come back. I'll say that. He did look good. I don't know why it was, it was kind of a random wrinkle and granted against Detroit, you really didn't need to, they had it firmly in control. Honestly, they were up what? 28, 26 or something like that. At one point they were at mid twenties. Oh yeah. I'm surprised they didn't give him the reins. Jimmy Garoppolo threw a couple, couple duck looking passes, but they, they kept sticking with him. So, I mean, I guess good for Jimmy. Yeah, he, he didn't look too bad. 17 for 25 for 314 yards. That was not too bad for Jimmy. Before we break into who actually did play, let's talk <laughs> about let's talk about who didn't play. Let, let's grade these rookie quarterbacks. But let's start. Who do you think starts first? Justin Fields or Trey Lance? And do you think Trey Lance even sees a start this year? Um, I don't think Trey Lance sees a start unless Jimmy gets hurt. I think Justin Fields takes starting position next week. Next think week. so? Absolutely. I think – now, Andy Dalton didn't have a bad game, but he didn't win it, and I think that's all they really needed 
to give Justin Fields a starting job. I mean, you put him in there for a gadget play. He showed his athleticism. He he ran in a touchdown. Good, Good job. But it's time to see his arm. It's time to see him run the offense. That's so tough. Because I, I was watching we, – we were both watching the game, and I was watching the Bears game looking for that spark where I could be like, it, it's Justin Fields' time. And to his credit, Dalton played a very boring game and, like, really didn't make a mistake. No. Granted, they, they were kind of talking about it. They play pretty much umbrella coverage, and then they like, let Jalen Ramsey be kind of a hungry dog. They let him – play one-on-one and then umbrella around the rest deep thirds so it's a lot of inside five yard slants a lot of inside stuff basically they give up exactly what you do when you play the Kansas City Chiefs you you take away the deep big play you give them all the underneath and you'd be like okay cool we've got some pretty decent defensive linemen let's Let's get pressure with four, and we're going to make you beat us five yards at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's 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 a game where I don't think they tried as much as the Browns did. But, again, to his credit, Andy Dalton played his boring game, mm-hmm. did Andy Dalton things where he's pretty accurate in the, in the intermediate game. Uh, he did have a couple rollouts that I was – a little bit cringing because he right. he was rolling deeper than he probably should. He just doesn't have the athleticism where Justin Fields probably could have taken a real shot or Justin Fields probably could have reversed the field. He just that's kind a, of ducked it away. A, right. That's a Justin Fields play in the playbook that they made Andy Dalton run and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I, I think, I think Matt Nagy called that game in a way that would have been very favorable for Justin Fields. It it reminded me a lot. I mean, honestly, it was more safe than even the game Mac Jones played. I thought Mac Jones, they called him a very easy first game. They're not going to try anything. (coughs) Quite frankly, it really didn't even seem like they were that concerned about winning. They, they called a very easy game. We're going to get into the rhythm. You know, we're going to – it was it was like a fourth preseason game to me where, you know what, they added an extra game. Let's just – it's, an, it's let, let's just kind of take it easy and let's not make mistakes. But I, I – because they of that – They expected the defense to do a lot more too. They expected yeah. the defense to hold them to less points and the Browns can – or the Bears can win by – 21 you know something which, like that yeah which we'll we can get into defense later but i i think they did justin fields a little bit of a disservice by not amping up the difficulty of the offense if you yep. want dalton to let field start and you want to you know feel good about it at some point you got to like push it you got to like make dalton either make a really complex play you got to make dalton compete for wins or you got to put fields in and let him run the safe offense. Yeah. Because it, it comes down to ceiling and nobody who knows anything about football will argue that Justin Fields ceiling isn't a thousand times what Andy Dalton's is. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that was very interesting to me. Uh, I think I agree with you. I do think Justin Fields 
is going to start before Trey Lance. Um, I I would have a problem if Trey Lance didn't get a start this year, though. I think oh, really? with, I think with what if you didn't trade if you didn't trade up to get him if you stuck at seven or eight, I, I wouldn't be as upset. But I think for San Francisco, if you're going to give up that many first round picks, that much draft capital to get a guy, I feel like you can't sit him for you know three years. And this isn't Aaron Rodgers either, who sat for three years, but he fell to like 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was sitting in the green room forever. This is a guy, I mean, it's like trading up all those picks to when the Rams did that to get Jared Goff. Or do they trade back or they trade up? I think they traded up to get Goff. And then, you know, you don't – you play him, you don't start it. I feel like you have to kind of see what you've got. Mm-hmm. One way or another, especially if he has a grasp of the playbook. And they're such a physical run first team, anyways. I feel like that playbook should be something that's very easy for a guy like Trey Lance to figure out. And I think he needs to get some real starts. And, you know, we'll see what happens. What goes against him is, and something we'll get into later, the AFC West is a very tough division. So I don't think you're going to get a garbage start for Trey Lance. You know, no. week 17, week 18, where he can play and have really no consequences because you've got a playoff spot locked up. I mean, who knows? I mean, you might have like a wild card, but not know you'll have, you know, you lock up a wild card spot and you might give Trey a spot there. But I think you might just see Trey get a start against a soft opponent. I think you might see that because at that point you could just put Jimmy in and go back to normal. If he looks awful, you know, and they have, they have a really good offensive line too. So I don't think you can really count on an injury, but anyway, let's, let's talk the guys who did play. What were your takeaways, Angel? Cause right now I think if I had to rank the rookie quarterbacks, it would be Mac Jones, uh, Zach Wilson, and then Trevor Lawrence, third of the guys who got substantial time. Um, yeah, I think I give it to Mac. Mac did play really well. He looked very mature out there in that offense. Um, Zach did look rough. He did look rough, um, but that's kind of what you expect for a Jets quarterback right away. But he didn't get blown out. He was still in the game. He made his rookie mistakes, some just short throws, but I would put Trevor Lawrence second and Zach third. I think Trevor Lawrence, he had a pretty decent game. I mean, I guess he's he's on pace for 51 touchdowns this year and 51 interceptions. (laughs) He says, hey, he says, hey, he says, hey, Jameis, you did 30, 30. See me at 50-50. <laughs> I mean, Trevor Lawrence, 28 for 51, threw the ball 51 times, which was ridiculous. You have a 1,000-yard rusher in the backfield, and you only gave it to him five times. Only five design runs for James Robinson. And, I mean, it's surprising. I thought that this Jags team and Houston team would definitely be 
14-7, struggle, looks sloppy, but Houston did look good. Do you want to hear uh, something? Do you want to hear something gross? What up? Uh, James Robinson had five carries, average five yards a carry, by the way. Not like he was getting stuck. Five yards a carry. And uh, Carlos Hyde, by the way, averaged 4.9 yards a carry against the worst rushing defense last year. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, James Robinson had six targets passing. Had more what? targets passing than rushes. Unbelievable. That is dumb play calling, dumb offense. You're, this team is not built for that high flying. You don't have Travis Ethan. You're going to have to actually run the ball. Let Trevor hand the ball off and see how it goes. 51 times is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think this is going back to one of our constant hot takes is, is Urban Meyer going to ruin Trevor Lawrence already? Because that man does not seem to know how to run an NFL franchise. Now, there are rumors and reports coming out of Jacksonville that he has gotten into verbal altercations with every single one of his staff. He takes over drills from them when he doesn't feel like they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. He apparently was absolutely furious when they lost a preseason game. And he is completely out of touch with the schedule that a professional athlete takes. So for a guy who was given all of the control and the power that he has been given for the, I think the last maybe 10 years has been the biggest off season outside of, you know, Nick Saban. Uh, Who's good. Is is he going to make the jump? Like he's been kind of the big college name. He's been the Calipari of the NFL. Especially given the draft capital that they gave him, this could be devastating to the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise. And right now you're looking like the memes are out there. Is he going to have heart trouble come December? Is he going to finish a season? Because, man, Urban Meyer, ever since he, you know, the scandal broke out at Ohio State, I feel like his legacy just keeps eroding where he yeah. might just be the world's biggest gangster to ever coach college football. <laughs> I think Urban might be one and done. I think it might be that bad of a turmoil with his staff, ownership, the players. He might lose the locker room week six. Well, you always say – they always say, you know, you get rid of a quarterback – uh, and you let like a GM start with their own quarterback, they might legitimately have to get rid of Urban Meyer just to save Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. I mean, look what they did. Look what they did to Freddie Kitchens. Like <laughs> Freddie Kitchens didn't get no year two. You've got the number one overall pick at quarterback, a guy who's shown that he can pretend have like the ability to get it done. There is no room for backsliding and there's no room for four and 12. No, absolutely. And right, and right now, I have never felt more confident in a bet than saying I see one <laughs> win for Jacksonville to your six. 
Yeah, no, um, I didn't think it was going to be this ugly, and it is this ugly already, week one. I mean, hopefully they could bounce back. I think Trevor Lawrence's just skill set will carry them to maybe three wins. Not enough wins to save Urban Meyer's job, though. I think immediately this is one and done for him, and they bring in a new coach because this is insane. It was hard to watch. Absolutely. Because if we're getting into that game, Tyrod Taylor looked like Michael Vick against that oh. defense. Ty, I, I, t- I think I texted you, Deshaun who? Tyrod Taylor wants to play. He wants an extension in cash. Oh, yeah. There's no problem in Houston right now because Tyrod Taylor played a great game. Game managed it. Two touchdowns, 21 for 33, almost 300 yards. He played really, really good. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks, man, I do not know why people do not want to give Brandon Cooks a long-term deal because mm. he, he he's playing well. I don't think he has all the tools that you want, and he's probably a little bit more limited as a receiver. But, damn, what he does do, he does very well, and he looked like he was definitely on the same page as Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I, I don't know what – it was just weird to watch Trevor play. I'm not going to yeah. lie. He it, – it looked uncomfortable. That, that's what I'll say. It looked uncomfortable. It looked like he did not fit into this offense. Uh, it, to me, it kind of looked like you were playing Madden with just a stacked team where, you know, the ball looked great, but what are you doing? What's the concept you're running? Like, are you reading it? And you, you kind of got to think, like, man, Urban Meyer's offense – is Trevor doing those things that Mac Jones is doing where he's making line adjustments? He's able to audible out of plays. He's checking in and out of stuff is, or is he limiting his development like a Cam Newton where he's not in charge of that much. He doesn't have audible options. He's running a very limited offense to where when like a good coach actually comes in, you're going to see a rough time with Trevor Lawrence trying to get it back. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, I don't know, but, man, their coaching staff isn't even that good. Like, I looked at their coaching staff and was like, I don't – who would you have take over? No. You would have to let this whole thing play out and start completely fresh next year. I will be complete – I mean, it's week one. We're really jumping the gun here. Maybe Irv Myers figures it out. It's a, it is his first game in the NFL. Hopefully he learns that running and letting Lawrence have a little more freeway when it comes to audibles and stuff might help him out. Let Trevor play to his strengths and let Robinson play to his strengths. How about that? <laughs> they, they apparently have uh... – Brian Schottenheimer and Daryl Bevel on the offensive coaching staff. So, man, I don't, I don't know why they look so bad, but yeah, it was, it was hard to watch because that was one game where after we had gone through the entire Jaguars schedule and you can find that on an earlier show. um, I was a little bit nervous about this one. I thought this might be the one where, you know, Jacksonville steals one that I didn't anticipate them stealing when I thought Deshaun was going to be the starting quarterback. 
They look bad, man. They looked like an 0-16 team or a 1-16 team, I guess, 2-15 team. They they did not like look like a competitor in a pretty weak division. Yeah, absolutely. They, I, I'll say this. Trevor Lawrence did not look any better than Gardner. Maybe a couple throws maybe were maybe a couple throws where I was like, man, Minshew would have maybe not made that throw, but there were also a couple plays where Trevor was in trouble and didn't do something. And I was thinking, you know, I think Gardner might have might have gotten something to happen there. But yeah, Urban Meyer, this isn't Ohio State anymore. You got to run the damn ball. Yeah. And that's coming from someone who drafted James uh, James Robinson in fantasy. So take it for what it is. But you got to run the damn ball, Urban. This is the NFL. You can't throw it 51 times a game with a rookie quarterback and expect to win. Especially when you have a horse like Robinson. He is, he is a talent, man, and you cannot let that go to waste. I know he was undrafted and this and that, but he has true potential in this league. Uh, you got to let him run. What do you think about the sophomore quarterbacks looking phenomenal, though? They look really good, man. They look really, really good. Especially the especially the Eagles. So uh, let me throw this out there before we move on. Um, there have been 330 total NFL games where a quarterback has thrown the ball 50 or more times. That quarterback is 80, 251 and two in those games. 24%. Jeez. So Urban Meyer, run the damn ball. And of those, by the way, Brady is uh, uh, seven, uh, five and two. Seven, five, and two. So not even the great Brady has a pretty good record when he throws more than 50 times. Eight, 18 and nine, including the playoffs. So he's apparently done it much more in the playoffs, which makes sense. Yeah, some, of those, sense. Some, of, some of those Super Bowls where he, he pulled it out or you know didn't pull it out. But, yeah, I mean, look at Big Ben in the playoffs last year. Generally – when you throw the ball 50 more times, it is not a good thing. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, and, and yeah, they need, they need some work there. But, yeah, very impressed with Mac Jones. Very impressed with how the Patriots handled him. Uh, I think Zach Wilson is going to be a streaky performer. I think you're going to see Zach Wilson look a lot like Baker Mayfield did with the Freddie Kitchens year, where it's a lot of good, but some just very bad. At times, you're going to want him to be more of a game manager. At times, he's going to, you know, try something more athletic, and it's going to work or it's not going to work. But, I mean, compared to Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, again, looked amazing. I think yeah. the Patriots I think the Patriots have this lockdown. I, I was texting you. Mac Jones just looks like Brady. Throws like Brady. Check down like Brady. It was a boring game against the Dolphins, just like every time Brady plays the Dolphins, down to the wire. I thought it was great. I think Mac Jones, QB of the future, feel really great about my offensive rookie of the year bet. And and I think it only gets better. But they they did a great job of, like, working him along. And 
two or three throws where you looked at it and damn nice. He would have won that game too. If they hadn't fumbled on the goal line, basically. So, yeah, Zach just needs more protection. I mean, he was under pressure the whole game. It feels like once they figure out the offensive line, hopefully they can. Becton going down hurt him quite a bit. I mean, yeah, it did, but. Hopefully, there's a bounce back game for Zach here. I think it should be. I think once they do their adjustments and he settles down, he should be all right. We're getting into definitely. second. No, for votes, it's definitely going to be Mac and Zach fighting for one and two, and then Trevor and throw in a receiver. You could throw in Devontae Smith if you want. Yeah. Speaking of which, you, you mentioned uh, sophomore QBs. Tua. Yeah. Tua looked better than I thought he would. He did. I he absolutely I was, did. I was a little bit impressed by Tua. I, I still – I hate watching lefties. Like, yeah. the way the game is filmed, like, the passes don't look like they're going to connect, and they do. Um, I think the Patriots' defense has a ways to go, and I'm going to be very interested in the offseason to see if Bill Belichick does make a play to keep Gilmore. Because the, the notion has kind of been that Gilmore is done in New England. He's going to want more money than the Patriots are going to pay him. And you look at, I think, like the Chicago Bears defense, I think that defense might have peaked already. I think they might only be going down. And I think Bill is very aware of how that works. So I don't know if he'll, he'll do that. Jalen Mills looked okay, but he didn't look like Stephon Gilmore. And the game is much different when you're missing – Uh, another lockdown corner on the other side. So it's going to be a process. Uh, I think Matthew Judon, I expected to see a little bit more from him. I need Chase Winovich to do a lot better Mm -hmm. and start making an impact like he did his rookie season. There, There were a few things where I think they can tighten up, but for week one against Miami, who the Patriots for some reason always just seem to have a hard time with, Brian Flores, I think, is a great coach who really does know Bill Belichick better than any other Bill Belichick assistant who's left. I was impressed. I'm on board. I think the Patriots, AFC East champs. Well, Tua didn't do too bad. Um, He found a way to win that game 17-16 on a fumble. Um, Going back to the Eagles – Fly Eagles fly, man. Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. 27 for 35, 264 yards with three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts looked really good his first game against a – it was a surprising loss for Atlanta. I thought Atlanta would put up a lot more points. They only put up six points, and I'm calling it right now. I think Atlanta will be the worst team in the NFL. Plus 150 money line. Who called that? Oh, this guy did. (laughs) Yeah, man. Jalen Hurts looked really good. Got himself a touchdown to Devontae Smith. They looked phenomenal. Uh, Jalen Smith, uh, Devontae Smith had six receptions, 71 yards, and in a touchdown. Um, Jalen Rieger didn't look bad. Yeah, Jalen Rieger didn't look bad either. Absolutely not. I know he gets a lot of shit because he went the pick before Justin Jefferson, but you know, sometimes, sometimes he, just because you got him where you got him doesn't make it a bad pick. Right. 
You know, by that logic, everybody who didn't pick Tom Brady is a moron. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, there's a reason he was still there at 199. So, I mean, I, I, I think they played really well. I, I was a huge fan of this game, as shown by me picking the Eagles just straight money line. Um, I think Jalen Hurts has slept on, man. He slept on because of the Tua thing. And he runs a very similar game to Lamar Jackson, but he's not as explosive. You know what I mean? It's. I think Hurts is a lot more accurate too. Yeah, this is this is kind of a bad. Oh, he's a way better passer. It's it's like a bad (laughs) analogy, but it's it's kind of like. Give him Russell Wilson. I was gonna say it's like Russell Wilson versus Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose? Like, Derrick Rose is, like, the most explosive freak his rookie year that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Like, an AI, like, AI maybe, versus maybe more like a prime Chris Paul, who can still get it done, but he's not, he's just, like, he's not, he's not like a Michael Vick type. He's not a Lamar Jackson type where, like, that highlight you're going to, he's not going to go viral on Vine. He's not going to go viral on, like, Instagram Reels. He's not going right. to go viral on TikTok, but he runs the same game and he's a very effective runner of the ball. Seven for 62, had a 14 yard run, um, keeps the chains moving. He runs that read option really well, delivers the ball well. Man, I they just need to give him a chance and buy into Jalen Hurts because I think he has the potential to be a better pro quarterback than he was a college quarterback. Yeah, I, that is a big tell. And I really like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I said it before. I said it when Carson and was there. Just put Hurts in. He's a gamer. He's not yeah. a game manager. He's a gamer. He's going to get it done on his legs. He's going to get it done in the air. He's going to prefer to throw the ball. And that's big. Lamar, all those guys prefer to run the ball first. Hurts wants to throw. So, Meanwhile, incredibly disappointed in the Atlanta Falcons. I did expect this to be closer. Uh, some things I didn't expect. Didn't expect their leading rusher to be Cordero Patterson. I didn't even know he was on Atlanta. Dude. And he's just playing pure running back. <laughs> That's – I mean, they have no true answer at running back. They have Mike Davis, which I think was a good pickup, but he didn't really – I mean, he ran, what, 55 yards or something like that. Um, Cordell Patterson, I mean, yeah, he's a – if you give him the ball any type of way, he could score. Just got to give him the ball, and you give him a pitch, and he could take that shit for 60. That's just Patterson, and I just didn't think they would have set plays for him. He was in there second down, third down, blocking and shit. Like, it was <laughs> it was interesting, very interesting to see him in there. Yeah, meanwhile, also – Philadelphia's secondary is not good enough to where they should have shut down uh, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts that hard. Like, Kyle Pitts, eight targets, only four catches. People are sleeping on the fact that (laughs) Kyle Pitts just got shut down. Calvin Ridley was supposed to be the dude. Oh, he's – just juking people out of their fucking cleats in minicamp. What's happening? Yep. And they could not get him the ball in space. Now, I don't know if that's 
offensive creativity or what, but you just hired the Titans offensive coordinator who made Janu Smith a guy who got paid what 81 million by the Patriots mm-hmm. and made Arthur Brown, AJ Brown, a massive commodity, like pro bowler. And yep. this is what Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are going to do against what I would argue is a bottom half of the league defense. It is not a good sign for Atlanta, especially no. considering that they are going into Tampa Bay next week. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan and the coach are on the hot seat. I, I don't think both of them make it out this year. I think Matt will have to float around to different teams and they will draft a quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do there. 21 for 35, only 164 yards. Not going to do it. You got to, again, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are get the ball down the field guys. Now, is it a line issue? I don't know, because I keep coming back to there's no real part of the Eagles defense that scares me. That makes me think, oh, shit. I mean, Darius Slay, is Darius Slay that much of a shutdown corner? No, God. No, I didn't think I don't think so either. So honestly, I this is one of those like Jaguars Texans. Are you more surprised at the Texans or disappointed in the Jaguars? I'm disappointed in the Jaguars, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. In this one, am I more surprised by the Eagles or disappointed in the Falcons? I am very disappointed in the Falcons because yeah, I, I definitely thought that they were going to have a better showing here. Yeah, absolutely. It was truly disappointing, but – and I do not see a bounce-back game in their future next week. Do not see it. <laughs> and that's coming from they're going to play a team with even worse corners. Yeah. All banged-up corners. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Justin Herbert. He wins a close game for the Chargers. Against a very good defense. We're not talking Against, Philly. A very good defense. We're talking about top five defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers win 20 to 16 over the Washington football team. Justin Herbert looked good, got the ball down the field, he had some trouble scoring, but that's just kind of how the Chargers do it. But the Chargers found a way to win the game at the end, not the Charger way. They might be doing something different in L.A. for the Chargers. (laughs) This new coach, I like it already. Like it. They needed to win tight games, and they managed to win a tight game. Granted, Heineke came in. You you didn't have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, They kind of got gashed on on the ground, but wins a win. Like I said, against a tough defense, Justin Herbert, was definitely not the reason this game was close. I think he played really, really well. Uh, I'm all in on the Chargers in a very, very tough AFC West. Yeah, absolutely. A um, 3-0 and or a 4-0 and AFC West. Yeah. What do you think Washington is going to do now? Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the IR. He is gone for the next six to eight weeks. Do they bring in a quarterback? 
Free agent quarterbacks right now is Blake Bortles, RG3, Ben DiNucci, and Cam Newton. I mean, they still have Kyle Allen, who they like. They they have Taylor Heineke, who they paid. So they they if they don't like him, they better like him. (laughs) I, I don't know who they have on their on their practice squad, but I think they're going to run with Heineke and Allen at least until Heineke shows he's not ready. Because I, I do think when they signed him, they didn't sign him to a quarterback of the future deal. They right. signed him to a, uh, we'll see. You're good enough. We don't want to get rid of you, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep um, it here. You. So we'll see. I, I don't think it ended well. Obviously, the big name is Cam Newton. I don't think it ended well with Cam and Ron Rivera. I could be wrong, but I thought it didn't end very well. So we'll see. As of now, I expect them to to stay put. But you also have to look. If Curtis Samuel comes back, what, week six, week eight, Mm -hmm. he's in the same area. Um, This is a team that can win this division. Oh, yeah. On defense alone, like they can win with a very average offense, and this defense might not have the biggest window. So you can't afford to take years off. This is Russell Wilson with the Legion of Boom style. You need right. to find some people to get the job done and at least put out something that somebody that can put out more than 16 points. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully we see what happens this week. Maybe they bring in Cam, Cam, or if they bring in any quarterback, they won't be playing this week. Uh, Washington has the Thursday night game against the Giants. So Tyler will be starting that game. God, why is that the Thursday night game? It's a division game. They're going all divisional games. Started off boring. See how it goes. <laughs> it's gross. Well, my wife will like that I have Thursday night free. There you go. That's a just tap in, see how it goes type game. Catch the fourth. I, I don't have anybody on either of those teams on my fantasy squad, so I think we're good. Yeah, I might bench Barkley just to not watch that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, the Chargers do win that game, and that brings up a very interesting segment. The AFC West is 3-0 and right now, 4-0 and right now. Um, and we are going to talk about which quarterback is the best right now, who performed the best. And also, we have another division that played absolutely awful. What division is that, Jay? That is the NFC yes. North. Yes, our our neighbors in the state we live in, they did not have a win, not one. And we will rank those quarterbacks. Um, start off with the winners, and then we'll talk about the losers. Um, what do you think? Break these quarterbacks. You start AFC or NFC West because both of the West Coast divisions have yet to lose a game. They are seven oh. and zero, and I think it goes eight and zero tonight. Okay, 
Uh, let's start with the NFC West, Arizona, Seattle, 49ers, and the Rams. Uh, rank them. I'm going to go – I don't think this holds. But week okay. one, I go Kyler, Russell, Stafford, and Garoppolo slash Fields. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is – I pretty much that's probably going to be my list there. I think um, I probably put Stafford in front of Russell. I really, really like how Stafford was dominant against the Chicago Bears. He played a phenomenal game. He looked really, really good. Um, I also So my list, I'll go Kyler, Stafford, Russell, and then Jimmy G. I'll just give it to Jimmy G, whatever. Um, what do you think about Stafford in this Rams the offense now? I think they've played really, really well. Yeah, Stafford he, played the style that he played in Detroit, and he has better weapons, and he has a defense that can shut it down on the other side. I mean, he played – he played like good Jared Goff. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I – Good Jared Goff, jeez. Uh, this is an offense where it's it's designed to play well. They really didn't lose anybody on offense. They have a defense that's going to keep them in games and get them really good field position. He looked a lot more comfortable than I thought he would. I didn't think it would be till week three or four that he would really establish a rapport with Cooper Cup, and it looked like that was there pretty much instantly. I will say, I think the Bears defense uh, I mentioned before, I think has peaked. I think they are going to need to start reloading. I think a guy like Akeem Hicks and a guy like uh, Khalil Mack are going to be potentially on the move before the end of the season. If, oh, sure. if, if Justin Fields doesn't come in and show that he can do something, because I think They've, they've had to pretty much reload on offense at almost every position. And now yeah. they're getting to a point where they need to pay people. They still need offensive linemen. If Justin Fields comes in and he is the guy and you think that you can get a franchise left tackle and you can get maybe a lesser defensive piece, maybe a cornerback, maybe even – I this would be completely out of character, but if you can get like – a Stefan Gilmore or a JC Jackson and uh, like a, like a Trent Brown. I think that might be something to consider for the Patriots as well. Cause yeah. the Patriots have shown a very keen knack for developing offensive line talent, but no, I thought, I thought they played really well and, and we'll see. I don't know what to make of, the bears with an Andy Dalton led offense. Like we kind of mentioned before, they didn't really try anything too tough. Uh, I do want to see Stafford get into a tight game where he has to perform, not one where, you know, he can take shots and, you know, Cooper cup is just magically wide open 20 yards downfield. That was uh, like like a crazy misplay. So, yeah. We'll see what happened. I was 
expecting to see a little bit more Sony Michelle though. They they yep. really didn't have to do too much in the run game. I mean, like Sean McVay said, they they weren't able to get into a rhythm, but it's because they didn't have to get into a rhythm. <laughs> like they they could just take deep shots. And I don't know if that will always be the case against every team. Yeah, no, def- definitely not. Um they learned that they do have the big shots in them. So at least they got that against a really good defense. So that tells that the Rams are going to be a problem in this uh, division. This whole, this whole division is going to be an insane division to watch all year. Um, well, let's talk, let's talk who we both think was the best quarterback in this division, because I, I don't know that you could take, a ton from the Seattle game. Russell Wilson still has one of the best deep balls when you let him cook. Chris Carson yeah. looked really good. Uh, four D- touchdowns. DK Metcalf. Where was he? Who knows? Uh, thanks, <laughs> DK. Fucking dickhead. Uh, San Francisco played the Lions, so I'm not going to take a lot out of that. But right. Kyler Murray is a guy, and Arizona is a team that neither of us had to make the playoffs. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins absolutely brutalized this Tennessee secondary, but it's a secondary that I don't expect a lot out of. They got pretty routinely taken advantage of last year. The Browns, they're a track meet team and they're developed to be a track meet team. Now that they have the weapons they have on offense going out and getting a Julio Jones, they are basically saying we will beat you 41 to 38. Now, that's all fun and games until you only put up 13. Taylor Lewan got pulled coming back from first game from an ACL. Uh, Chandler Jones looked like Aaron Donald. Uh, what do Five you take? Sacks. Yeah. Five sacks for him. Crazy. And two, and two forced fumbles. That's right. That's right. Crazy o- game for him. Only person to ever do it. Five sacks and two forced fumbles in one game. Holy shit, not bad. Uh, what do you take? Ryan Tannehill, six sacks, 56 yards. What do you take from this game? Is this a Kyler Murray is that good? Tennessee is that bad? I think the Cardinals really showed that they're that good. They show, I mean, they shut down Henry week one. Henry's not really a good runner at the beginning of the season. Tannehill has weapons. Julio. AJ, this should have been a lot closer game. This should have been a game where even they made, they just had to find a way to contain Kyler Murray. And they did that. Not one play. Kyler Murray went 21 for 39 with almost 300 yards and four touchdowns. And he rushed one in. He had five touchdowns to his name. And that's just moving around in the pocket, extending the play. I think if they crash into a better defense, you might see the real Arizona, which I feel like they're still going to be good, but it won't be this 38 to 13 blowout against a playoff team. So if you take away Derrick Henry's longest rush, he had uh, 16 carries for 39 yards, average 2.43 yards per carry. Uh, I don't think that's how you win. And if you break that down by halves, 
I think he only had like something like four rushes for nine yards at halftime. Again, a Jacksonville situation where just because you have Julio, you can't just give up on what got you there. Exactly. And you got to understand that whatever you do running or passing is going to affect the amount of people in the box and is going to affect your success in other areas of the game. The key is you can't abandon the running game when you're down 10 because it's hard to get back to the running game when you're down 20. Exactly. Jacksonville did the same thing. So they, they need to figure it out. Granted, they lost their offensive coordinator last year. He's now the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. But this is an offense that I think is very similar to the one that the Cleveland Browns pulled out um, last year, where the expectations are that you should be in every game. There are people saying Ryan Tannehill could be MVP this year. Ryan Tannehill looked like he's getting replaced midseason by Matt Ryan. (laughs) Like Tennessee – is looking like the future home of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, definitely I, could be because Ryan Tannehill did not look good. Yeah. You have weapons. You have everything you need now, Tannehill. They gave you an extra receiver to pull guys out the box so Henry can run a little more to get over the hump. You don't do that, it's your problem, and you're out. <laughs> now, you're a podcaster and an offensive lineman. How do you feel about Taylor Lewan going on Twitter right after the game to say, hey, I suck. Thanks for showing everybody I suck because it's going to make me get better. First game back from an ACL. After they got rid of his backup because who played really well last season because he's getting paid so much. Yeah, no. Um, as an offensive lineman, if your name is in the stories – or if your name is in anyone's mouth, that's a bad game. That's a bad day. And him getting benched. Now, granted, he came off an injury, a very, very significant injury. But if you're not 100%, then you really shouldn't be out there. And it showed. Every single play, it showed. And they gave up a guy. They really gave up a guy. They should have let you go. So you better get in the gym. You better figure it out, rehab, do whatever you need to do, and get off Twitter. It's all in games when you're winning. It's all in games you're playing good, but you're quiet when you're playing like shit. That's just how it is for an offensive line. Yeah, man. I I don't know. That that's a tough that's a tough look. I know he he has media aspirations. He's got a podcast. He's the boy, but you know you have you've got to fix this because right now they've gotten rid of really good players to keep you. And man, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what they're going to do, but Kyler Murray went from on the hot seat to now people are talking Arizona Cardinals might win this division. I'm going to be very interested to see what Cardinals team shows up week two. Yeah. Very interesting to see what goes when they play a better defense and better corners for sure. And <laughs> <laughs> won't like, be next. Well, won't, won't be next week. 
because they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. Won't be the week after because they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, It's not until uh, next month, October 3rd, they play the L.A. Rams in L.A. And then they go Niners, Browns, uh, back-to-back. So Rams, Niners, Browns. That's going to be a real test for this team to see what they're made out of. But until then, next two weeks – Next two weeks, I would start Kyler Murray in fantasy. That's our offense. Split the next three to four games, like a two and two or something, this team will not make it to the playoffs. You need to beat the Vikings. You need to beat the Jags. If you split those, no, you're not a playoff team. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. So, yeah, next two weeks, here's your fantasy football corner. Start all the Cardinals. Yes. No questions. Chase Edmonds, everyone, to start them all. Not Connor. Don't start James Connor. <laughs> He's other than that, start everyone. Even start the defense. James um, Connor is wearing uh uh number six and I hate it. What's ugly? We we met. I I texted you this. I I might be the oldest person in the world, but I hate the single digits being everywhere. Yeah, I, I just I don't, don't appreciate that the office alignment came around. It it just looks so fucking weird to me that I, I just I don't like it. But anyway, that's that's me being an old man. Um, we also have another very good division. Your division. Uh, Kansas City, Denver, Chargers, all pull-off wins. I think Vegas gets one tonight. Do you want to rank your quarterbacks in the NFC West? And depending on how annoying you get, I might not – I might we just, might just move on. But what, what, do, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Mahomes first. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers second. I'm going to put Teddy Two Gloves at three. And I think their car actually loses tonight. Interesting. So I think uh, the Ravens actually pull this game off and their car looks super pedestrian. And there's going to be a lot of questions at quarterback after this game, well, including to... the Aaron Rodgers to LA question. Well, or I, need... Lost question. I need, uh, I need, I need uh, Darren Waller to get less than 13 fantasy points. So God bless. I, um, that happens. Uh, yeah, I would go just quarterback performance. I think I would probably, I would potentially put Teddy. I put just for the sake of argument, I might put Teddy first. You lose Jerry Judy really early in the game, and Teddy did what Teddy did where he played a game he probably should have lost. That's a great defense because Mahomes has no defense and struggled the whole game to get up front of this Bronco or the Browns offense, get up front of this Browns defense, and at the end of the game, in the fourth, you say fuck it, and you throw it to one of the best receivers in the game, and you put up these massive numbers, 
That's why he's number one. I'm not trying to hear this Teddy Two Glove shit. You can't just Teddy, keep saying game fuck manager. it. You can't just say fuck it and throw it to nobody in the direction of maybe Tyree Kill and let corners overrun it every single time. It's not going to work forever. And they only won that game because of a special teams play and a defensive play. I am I am looking forward yeah. to seeing Patrick Mahomes continue to play the same defense every single week. Umbrella coverage, pressure with four to six guys, and seeing if they can especially as a guy who has Travis Kelsey in fantasy, keep going five to seven yards, three yards all the way down the field. Because I, I don't think that this is a, the, we need a big play. Mahomes is going to run and throw a bomb. And like I said, the corner is going to overrun it and Tyreek Hill is going to basket catch it. I don't know that that's something that you can count on over and over and over again. So I think that they need to I'm, – I'm just not impressed with Daryl Bevel. Or uh, what's his, his – who's the offense? Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. I just reading about Daryl Bevel. Eric Bieniemy. I'm not – I was not super impressed by the way he game planned, by the way he kind of – he doesn't seem to adapt very well. And when right. he adapts, it's with a weird trick play or some fucking Motown spin move or you've got four people in the backfield and they shuffle their positions like a weird shell game. I want to see him figure out how to beat this defense that the Buccaneers shown can be very successful against the Kansas city chiefs and see what happens. Again, they're talented enough to where you need to take away those. And I hate the word, but lucky plays where Mahomes is going to scramble and he's going to bomb because every single time, the Browns were in position and they just got out of position on a scramble drill. That can't happen all the time. Those are, so those are just kind of design plays, by the way. Those rollouts, shuffle. If you watch that play with a bomb, the offensive line rolls left, and Mahomes has to track his ass all the way back right because this rookie offensive line that we started three of them. Three rookie offensive linemen. Yeah, remember when you were all hyped up about them having the best line in football, all these free agents? Slowly getting there. Slowly <laughs> getting there. It's a process. Trust the process. Relax. Okay. How'd that work we're out for right. the Sixers? <laughs> we're, we're all right. We're fine. Once our running game gets started and a true right receiver two shows his face, then we can start running small things in the middle. Right now, you chose not to re-sign your wide receiver too. I don't, Sammy Watkins. I mean, how many times? How many times we're going to deal with him getting injured? It's just enough. But I do agree with you that the long balls and all that shit will find a way to fucking end by week 16, 17. And teams are really going to figure the Chiefs long ball out. And Mahomes is going to have to scramble all over just to get the defense shuffled. I think they're going to have to find a way to revamp that offense, especially going into the playoffs. But Mahomes, this game showed his ass, showed why he's the best player in the league. That's why he gets number one. I I don't think I think I think if the Chiefs and the Browns play ten times, the Browns win seven times. 
I think Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen are going to always lose to Mahomes. They will just never have it to finish the game. Baker had a chance to win the game, and he made an awful mistake that Mahomes would not make. Mahomes wouldn't throw the ball while he's being tackled. He wouldn't throw it right to a defender. He'll throw it out of bounds. He was trying to throw it out of bounds, and then he got tackled. He barely got tackled. He was falling by himself. No one touched him. No, he had guys around his legs. He didn't tackle. He Bro, didn't have I, guys. Look at the replay. You can see that he tried to shuffle out. Maybe he got tripped up a little bit with his offensive lineman, but he made a bad throw. Take the sack. Live another day. Patrick Mahomes is no Jameis Winston. No one is Jameis Winston. Only Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston. Winston is – what a game. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that, yes. Because I didn't watch a lot of that game, but it does not make any sense. Trust me, there wasn't much to watch. But, um, yeah, my list is there. I think Derek – Car loses tonight, and the media, us, everyone is going to be screaming Rodgers to the black hole. But we'll, we'll, talking we, about we, we, a, we can get into that, but we're what, going to talk what, about a black hole division for sure. We're definitely going to talk about one. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about this though. Uh, week two. And we can do this because now we've broken down both of the undefeated divisions. Yep. Uh, week two, you have um, Kansas City at Baltimore. Uh, you have Denver. This is annoying. Uh, you have LA, Dallas at LA, Chargers. You have Denver at Jacksonville. And you have Las Vegas at Pittsburgh. Does this division – is there a chance that this division goes 2-0? and all, 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 all four teams. No. I don't think so. I think uh, the Dallas will be rolling with uh, the Chargers. I think that's a 10-point deficit for them. I think it's the money line should be like what eight. Dallas Dallas will win this game by ten. I think the Raiders are not going to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I think Big Ben is playing really good. Still it playing. Is, uh, the the odds on that uh, Chargers game are it's actually Chargers minus three. Chargers are the favorite. Chargers are minus one sixty. Wow, that's crazy. I'm definitely taking Dallas that game. Uh, Chiefs are minus three. They're minus 165. They are also favorited to win. Uh, Denver is minus 275, minus six against Jacksonville. (laughs) The biggest spread goes to the Broncos against the Jags. I love it. Oh, no faith in the Jags. No one. It's the second biggest spread of the week. No one cares about the Jags. The the Patriots are minus six against the Jets. That's tied. Actually, never mind, because Tampa Bay is minus 13 
against Atlanta. And Cleveland is minus 12 and a half at Texas, at Houston. Thanks. So do you so you think the Chiefs are the only ones, I'm assuming? Chiefs and Denver make it to 2 0? Yep, Chiefs and Denver make it to 2 0. How about the other division? If you look at the NFC West, you have um, let's see here. Uh, Seattle uh, is favored against Tennessee. I'll take Seattle. You have the Rams favored minus four against the Colts. Ooh. Okay. Colts didn't look awful, but they just didn't look bad at all. Again, you take away the big plays, and they're they're definitely in that game. Uh, Arizona minus four and a half against the Vikings. I'll take alt spread of nine. Uh, San Francisco minus three and a half at Philly. Ooh, that might be a trap game. Because otherwise, that division might go two and zero. Yeah. That division definitely has a strong chance at going 2-0. and um, The only one I'm worried about is the Eagles and 49ers. I think the Eagles might be rolling there. And that'd be a statement game for Philly, for sure. Yeah, major. In, major a, in a way that Atlanta wouldn't be, for sure. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, now, I mean, we've covered the best. Let's talk about the worst. The NFC North. Our NFC North. 0-1 across the board angel who is the best of the worst quarterbacks in the nfc north because i had a hot take that if justin field starts i think kirk cousins might be the worst quarterback in the nfc north and then aaron Rodgers just shit all over the field <laughs> i think my best of the worst i'm giving it to jerry golf i think um bring that team back to cover the spread against the 49ers to make it very interesting, including the onside kick. Jared Goff had a really good game still. Um, I give it to Jared Goff number two. Um, I'll give it to Kirk Cousins. Um, He did lose against the Bengals. And Mike Zimmer says it's his fault. Yeah, I mean, it was his fault. I feel like Kirk Cousins just didn't make the plays he needed to make with the offense loaded like this. Um, I'll give Andy Dalton the three and Aaron Rodgers four. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't didn't look like he wanted to be there. No. A lot of people are calling that he threw this game to show that he does not want to be there. And then he had the balls to take offense to Matt LaFleur saying they got embarrassed. What else would you call that, dude? That was embarrassing. You lost to Jameis, two terrible picks. I mean, I mean, you, granted, Aaron Rodgers did throw more yards than Jameis. <laughs> Wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, so did <laughs> Trey Lance almost. <laughs> I mean, Trey Lance had more touchdowns than Rodgers, so I'll give you that. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, had a lower QBR. Than Jordan Love. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to trade him. If you if you throw the ball in the dirt every pass, I believe your QBR or your your passer rating is like a, a 39 passer rating. Aaron Rodgers was under was under that. He was like a 32. 
passer rating. Well, the New Orleans Saints win blowout of the week. 38 to 3. Aaron Rodgers looks like trash. Two interceptions dropping that QBR. And MVP Winston is live and well. <laughs> I am. Who'd have thunk it, bro? This is the weirdest stat ever. I right? did, dude. I thunk it. I said as a joke, LASIK Winston, like a year and a half ago, and it's finally coming true. Oh, my goodness. And now New Orleans is opening up as a three-and-a-half favorite, minus 195 against the Carolina Panthers. Which – He only threw 148 yards. Which I still feel like the Saints should be favored, but that's going to be a big time. Are the Saints for real game? Because Carolina is good enough to push that team, especially the way McCaffrey was playing. Yeah, McCaffrey looked really good in his first game back. But Jameis Winston, 14 for 20, 148 yards, and he leads the league in touchdown passes with five. <laughs> five touchdown passes for Jameis and Winston. What a game. That surgery did a lot for him. I mean, Camara did all the Camara uh, did all the yardage, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that Jameis Winston is legitimately the that game was the equivalent of like the running back running the ball ninety nine yards and then the fullback getting it in. Pretty fucking much. Oh my goodness! But hey, Saints defense looked pretty good. They they are losing Marcus Lattimore. Um, he had an uh, injury in, on his thumb. Looks like he's going to need surgery. Got paid, so I, though. Oh, got paid right before that game, and then got hurt. <laughs> Talk about fuck. <laughs> but they do go against the Panthers. Do you think they go 2-0? I don't know, man. That's tough because, you know, they, they played very similar opponents, and it's hard to say that because the Panthers played the Jets with a rookie quarterback, but Jameis played Aaron Rodgers, who looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. Yeah. So, I, to me, that's a pickup. I might take a money line bet plus 165 on the Panthers just because. Yeah. Because it's – that's making money right there. I like those odds, uh, but it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens there if New Orleans can be for real or not. Because that's been the thing. Jameis Winston very talented. He'll have a five touchdown game and then he'll have a four interception, one touchdown game. So we'll see if he's really that dude who is going to keep doing that. Because I mean, again, the Packers defense is incredible. Yeah, they're missing Brian Bulaga. They're Pro Bowl left tackle. Aaron Rodgers didn't really want to be there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's very interesting. I I think I would probably go Goff, Dalton, Cousins, Rodgers for the sake of it, just because I think Dalton didn't make any mistakes. I can't blame a guy for having a boring game plan. Didn't make any mistakes. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kirk Cousins. Uh, no excuses for losing to the Cincinnati Bengals, who didn't play nearly as good as I anticipated them to. 
I expected that offense to be clicking, and that offense is definitely going to take some time. The Bengals' defense, I think, again. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals didn't have too bad of a game now. Joe Burrow went 20 for 27, 261 yards and two touchdowns. And Joe Mixon was leading rusher with uh, 130 yards on the ground this week. And and Jamar Chase played great, but they they didn't show that consistency in the drives. I'll give you that. The consistency in the drives and just like I want them to look more explosive on offense and they just seem to stall a lot, which I didn't yeah. like. Um especially late in I think with the weapons they have at receiver with you know, Boyd, Chase, and uh, Higgins. Yeah. I think they – Higgins, they they should be a lot more explosive. They should be going, you know, spread offense way more often where Mixon's more comfortable. And I think they can be a more explosive team. They should legitimately play the way the Vikings played last year. That's the kind of explosive offense they should have, and they didn't. Uh, meanwhile – yeah, the Vikings just didn't look good at all. A lot of dumb penalties. Uh, you can say what you will about Kirk Cousins holding the ball too long, but the receivers weren't getting off the ball. And uh, I don't know why they weren't running crossers all game long. Those, yeah. That's your personnel. Your personnel is crossers. Get Justin Jefferson, crossers or deep route, and you get Thielen running something underneath because that's the route he runs. He runs vertical, catches the ball, gets hit. That's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. So terrible game plan. Uh, I have the Vikings finishing, had the Vikings finishing potentially last in that division. Uh, and we'll see because they are a better team than they looked. But eventually, if you keep looking like that team, that's the team you are. Well, so the Bengals did win that in overtime with a field goal with zero seconds on the clock. That means that is a NFL history ever to happen in the regular season since 1972 when they put in the OT rule. It's a quick little snippet for y'all. Um, I think the Vikings do bounce back, though. They the do. stones on Joe Burrow, though. Fourth and one. Check out of a run into a pass. That is not bad. And put down a perfect pass. Perfect pass. That is cockiness you want that you're not going to get from Kirk Cousins. That is a a guy you can build your franchise around. And I don't damn ball, Kirk. (laughs) And I don't think and I don't think the Vikings bounce back against Arizona. Is it at home or away? See, that's a big that's a big thing, man. I don't think it matters at all. But it is at Arizona. Three o'clock game. Yeah, Vikings lose that. All right. <laughs> Bro, the Vikings schedule at the Cardinals, home against the Seahawks, home against the Browns. They might start oh, 0-4. Yeah, definitely could start 0-4. That's a tough schedule, Jeez. I mean, after that, it gets significantly easier, but they play the NFC West this year, so not that much easier. Right. NFC West and the AFC East, or AFC uh, South, North, AFC North. North. Man, what a week, man. What a week. I got 
I, I had enough dogs. Uh, underdogs against the spread were 11 and four this week. So I still made some pretty, some pretty decent money, but I did not do well in terms of a percentage and I did not do well in fantasy. <laughs> oh, depending on what happens tonight, it might be 0 3. It, it wasn't amazing for me. Yeah, no, I had a, I think I went two and two in fantasy. That's not too bad. I lost one because Allen Robinson couldn't get any more points. Just Dalton couldn't get him the ball. That's what I'm, I can't wait for Justin Fields to get out there because then that offense is going to click. That offense is going to be explosive. Can't wait to see it, man. We haven't talked about Thursday night football yet. Oh, uh, what a I, game. I forgot how bad the Bucks corners were in the regular season. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I forgot how absolutely infuriating they are. Dude, Dak Prescott, though, he looks better than he did before he got hurt. He looked great through 50 plus passes he goes down in that uh statistic as a loss after throwing 50 passes but looked great but that defense man that defense front seven like i told jay that night 85 bears they're fast they get to the ball zeke looked pedestrian and Zeke's supposed to have a big year this year. I think Zeke is still going to have a big year, just not against a defense like that, not a front seven like that. They are. They. Are, I was shocked at how well without Zach Martin, and now they're without the, Zach Martin, and uh, their tackle got suspended for yep. steroids, I believe. Uh, He's eight. I uh, I was surprised at how well they protected Zach. D- Dak. I thought the Bucks were going to get a lot more pressure on him and a lot more sacks. Um, but I mean, their team. I don't see them. I don't see a hundred yard rusher against that Bucks team. The way their defensive line and their linebackers play. Uh, Unless they I, lay an egg against a good running back, I don't see it either. Maybe under seventy five yards a game. Man, legitly. But I don't know what you do. Granted, Whitehead out with a quad injury. Now three games for Sean Murphy bunting. They signed some guys that I've never really heard of. I don't know if you take a flyer on Richard Sherman. I don't know if you can trade. You can't trade Godwin because he's on a franchise tag now. But I I don't know what you got to move, but – they, they might be like the Cleveland Browns last year, how the only part of their defense that they couldn't figure out was the safety position, and it just killed them every week. Man, I the only way the Buccaneers' corners are successful is if they're playing press cover two or they're being overly physical. And if a ref gets in there and decides that they're going to call everything, it's not good for the Bucs. So, so no. we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not anticipating a lot of trouble next week with Atlanta, uh, but week three they go to LA to play the Rams, and that is going to be a hell of a game that I think they lose. And then we have the Patriots the following week for Brady to bounce back, and that game is going to be incredible. But Tom looked great. Tom looked 24. Yep. Tom looked amazing. <laughs> Gronk looked 24, man. AB looked like Steelers AB. Guys that didn't look good. Godwin, player of the game. 
and Mike Evans. <laughs> Gronk I didn't look good at all. Gronk and Brady need 15 more touchdown passes to become the number one duo in NFL history over get, Steve Young and Jerry Rice. And looking at this schedule, if you looking at the fact that they play Philly, they play Miami, they play Chicago, they play I should play Detroit then. I don't know why they play Chicago. That's one of their flex games. That's weird. Uh, but anyway, they play the Jets, uh, Atlanta twice, the New York football Giants. I, I think they could have 15 this year. No. Gronk with 17 touchdowns this year. I don't see I don't see that. There's a lot of weapons on that team. But he got he got a lot of looks on the goal line. Brady said he's playing like he's never seen him play before. Gronk, Rob Gronkowski is back to being an every week fantasy starter. And I would, um, I would not have said that last year. You'll get it early next year. I think you'll get maybe 12 this year. You'll get it early next year. That's a lot of touchdowns for Gronk. And that's a lot of weapons there. I mean, if, if, if that's 17 touchdowns for Gronk this season and Brady still has another, what, 38 to break the record, that's, that's enough to go around for everybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes this year. I don't, if there's a money line on it, I'm taking a no. Todd Bowles is, uh, is too good of a defensive coordinator for, uh, for that to – happen again to his defense. I don't like spreads this big, but minus 13 even odds, I might take the Bucks by two touchdowns against Atlanta next week. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. That's definitely a good bet. Yeah, that's definitely a good bet. Um, and like I said, I think uh, the Cowboys beat the Chargers next week. So Cowboys, I'll, I'll hand up. Cowboys played better than I thought they would. I expected that to be a beatdown. I was, like I said, very impressed with their offensive line. Uh, if Dak can play as shifty as he does and CD Lamb can catch the ball, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Dallas win that division. But CD Lamb will DK, man. Washington, Washington football team is going to be a tough defense for that Bucks team or the Cowboys team to go against. I hate watching the NFC East, but I will watch the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Washington football team play. It's always a national game, too, because that those games are always good. Shitty division, but they're good games. Yeah. So, Angel, do you want to know the only bet you won last week? Uh, sure. Dallas, Dallas plus seven and a half. Oh, Ohio State minus 14. Loss. Uh, Iowa State money line. Loss. Kansas City alternate spread and the under. Loss. It was a very bad week one. Gotta get, gotta get the football rust out, man. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, man. You know, 
I definitely thought um, I would see Ohio State step it up and run Oregon, but apparently Oregon is really good even when they don't have their best players on the field. Both of their NFL guys, uh, first-round guys, are not playing in that game. I thought it would be a very, very easy win for me. Apparently not. Rookie quarterback or uh, freshman quarterbacks are still freshman quarterbacks, and they struggle even if they have all horses around them. Um, and I guess you could always, always, always bet that Ohio State loses to Iowa. It just always happens. I thought this would be the year. You know, this will be the year that Ohio State sticks it to Iowa gets them looking rough, gets them back into the rank. Nope. They lose, and Iowa is now ranked six, looking really, really good. They, so They I, – I mean, Michigan's looked okay too, but, man, they might be the team to beat in the uh, Big Ten because the Big Ten right now looks like absolute trash. Yeah, absolute trash. Um, Iowa is the only good spot on that – division right now so it's rough it is rough i i should have figured that if minnesota made ohio state look rough then a team like oregon would have capitalized on ohio state looking rough i should have figured that but i mean to be fair the big 10 has rolled over the pac 10 in the past and Oregon is known to be small, and Ohio State is known – a small Pac-12 team, and Ohio State is known to be a big, big 10 team. So, man, I I don't blame you for taking that pick, but they they got exposed big time. After, after the injury to Thibodeau and him being pulled out of the game, I – bro, I, I would have told you that I – I'm down with that pick. Yeah, but never works out. Never works out. Ohio State looked rough. Iowa State looked rough. But we're always here for the bounce back. Bounce back is always near. So I have college picks for you for week three. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guarantee picks of the week. Money not actually guaranteed. Please gamble responsibly. Um, I'm taking uh, Bama minus 15 and a half over Florida. I know Florida looked really good. But they did take that injury to their quarterback. He's going to be having a hamstring issue. But it looks like he's going to be able to play. It looks like he's going to work it out. But I think Bama still rolls Florida. Um, I am going to take Auburn over Penn State. Um, Auburn is plus 190 in that game. I think... um, Penn State will lose this game. Big Ten's just not looking good. So I'm going to take Auburn. And I will take BYU plus three and a half over Arizona State. 
And I'm going to take Chip Kelly's UCLA to roll over Fresno. I know Fresno uh, gave Oregon a run for their money, but me and you feel like Chip Kelly is back. So I think Chip Kelly is going to make a statement against Fresno, and they're going to win minus 11. Right, I like it. I like it. I uh, I'm gonna just pick one college pick uh, till it gets a little bit more competitive. And man, I uh, I'll take two college picks. Uh, I am gonna take uh, Coastal Carolina minus thirteen and a half. Uh, yeah. I got I got really deep into a, a Coastal Carolina rabbit hole. They're like a mini documentary. And they play on the surf turf. It's like turquoise turf. It's pretty wild. You know that clip of the coach going, got too many cats. I need some dogs. Yeah. That's Coastal Carolina's coach who got them to be a D1 school. Uh, Interesting cat. uh, But they are going up against uh, Buffalo. And they're minus 13 and a half. And they've been rolling lately. They want to be respected as a program. They're ranked number 16. I think they win by two scores, and I can't pass up these odds, man. I'm going to take Florida plus 525. Over Bama? Yeah. So beat Bama. Absolutely. I think Anthony Richardson, they're saying he's going to be good, uh, and his legs are important, but he's – Man, he's just got a cannon for an arm. He yeah. is that big-bodied Cam Newton-type quarterback that is the prototype that gives Nick Saban fits. And I think Dan Mullins is a good defensive coach. I think he can find something in there that can confuse what's going on. With uh, with Bama, confuse a rookie quarterback. I'm gonna take him, man. I'm gonna take him. All right, that is wild, bud. And then uh, see that we'll see. And then I'm gonna That's take. Uh, and then I'm gonna take uh, my uh, KHL picks. I'm gonna take Dynamo Moscow to continue puck line. I'm gonna take him tomorrow, and I'm gonna take him on Thursday. On Thursday, they're playing Sabir. It is in Sabir. Uh, That is Siberia, way out there. However, they are not that great of a team. Dynamo is the hottest team in the Karlamov division. I have them puck line and money line. I'm going to take them uh, plus 200, minus one and a half. They're minus 145. I might take them uh, in regulation, which will be probably around even odds, plus 100. Uh, but I think they crush it. They have the best, the hottest goalie in the league. And once they finish, uh, they're going to beat Admiral tomorrow. They're going to crush him because Admiral is not that good. And I think once that happens, they will be one of two teams that are 5-0. and Love it. They're piling on late in games. They stopped their early game getting into holes. Uh, I absolutely love it. I also... I think that's all I'm going to take this week because the games are kind of weird. But I will. I'm going to have my KHL picks on Tuesdays and 
pretty hot in the KHL right now, bro. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Don't want to toot my own horn, but pretty good at this over here in Russia. <laughs> oh man, what a great week in football. That was just week one. We're just gonna finish off with the Ravens and the Raiders. First game in the black hole, it is going to be rocking. I think that place is going to be shaking. You're going to hear Vegas from where you're at, but it's going to be quiet around the halftime when the Ravens are winning. We'll see, man. I am very interested to see how they play with I don't even know who playing at running back. Um, Tavius Murray. Is he... He's not on the practice squad. He's on the legit, like, active he's, team. He's the only one active. Latavius Murray and then the rookie that's there. Freeman and Bell have not been activated yet. Man, I know, I know uh, my boy uh, Mark Ingram is secretly very happy about what's happening with their death chart. Oh, yeah. Nice little celebration touchdown for him, too. Trent, <laughs> Trenton Cannon. And, or, and Tyson Williams are also on the depth chart of active, I guess. Practice guys. I guess, man. I guess. Hey, Lamar's the only one that needs to run. He just needs to fake it to somebody, okay? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, hey, he bet, he bet he's negotiating his own contract, so he better stay upright. Otherwise, they're knocking, knocking millions off that. Big time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Money Back Guaranteed. It was a great show. Uh, stay tuned for all the episodes we have this week uh, and the future weeks. We're going to cover all NFL. We're going to cover college football and baseball is coming around the corner. Postseason is close. Teams are making a run for it and it is looking exciting. We're going to break that down when that gets a little closer. Um, yeah, check us out on all social. Uh, check us out on IG, Monday, Money underscore back underscore podcast. Please listen to our podcast on all podcast uh, platforms. Platforms. There it is. Apple, Jeez. Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of them. It's getting late for me, but <laughs> <laughs> I am. Thanks for listening. We have a new show coming out uh, later this week. We have our NFL picks there. And we're going to break down week two and who we got winning. Trust me, the rust is off. And I know I have some good picks coming up for you guys. We'll, we'll see, man. <laughs> we'll see. It's not a we'll see. It's a money back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs>